everybody, I'm Chad Eckert, and I am joined by Stewie, Scott Stewart himself. How you doing, Stewie? Hey, what's up, man? Thanks for coming on, joining me. Uh, you're not Joe. This is not the pref- – well, it is the Preferred Lions podcast. We're not talking about golf. Golf's not on this week. We're talking about jock market, a fun pod about jock market, because tomorrow's a big day for the NFL. There's some slates to get in on. So I thought, why not come on, Stewie? Crack a beer. Talk to the jock market. Saw you with your kids today, man. They're gorgeous. Hey, thanks. It's a lot to do with my wife, not me. Yeah, I pretty much said the same thing. Fine. (laughs) Okay, so I wrote a blog, Stewie. It's on my Patreon page, which you're a Patreon of. So thank you for that. And uh, thank you for the supporters over there. But this one, this particular blog is free. And it's all about how I experienced Jock Market on the first week on the app. And I made some money. So... My plan was to just kind of go through the blog, read it kind of on here. Oh, shoot. I should probably pull up the Periscope because if you have questions, we can get to those. Thank you for the supporters. Oops. We can get to those questions. So uh, log in here or retweet this so other people can and see it and whatever. Uh, looks like Cecil's already in here. Cecil Pete's Fleets is uh, maybe he could ask some questions um and get some a's some q and a's uh first off though uh i'm new to jock market you're new to jock market you like it so far yeah i've made uh i've already cashed out 500 smackers 500 yeah, i uh what i did was about three four thursdays ago um i played the thursday night well it was the cleveland game hmm. and um i had started the account with uh an initial deposit of ten dollars and then because i was uh part of rick run good uh they gave me an additional ten dollars so i started with twenty dollars and i worked it up to over 600 jeez that's amazing i love that five and i've got about 180 left in there now so i've made a couple in there um and i I read i read your article it's a great article you're you're a writer and um there is just a couple of things that I wanted to point out. I know in the article you had stated that, uh, you know, pre IPO is not something that you're excited about. You're excited about the last 20 minutes. Um, for me, it was preparation. The first, you know, before the actual 20 minutes to close is the mad time. That's the great time. It's a great sweat. But before then you need to do your homework. Um, you oh, yeah. should have asked players find out where they where they stand what you're willing to pay for them what you think they're valued at that's the key and how i determine that is i use my dfs dfs strategy when it comes to ranking players and then i also create a game script in my head how's this going to go uh are they going to turn to the run will this team get so far behind that this player becomes really irrelevant so you have to try to work a story out. Basically, tell a story in your head. Yeah, it's like um, everything, though, right? Set a narrative, and then you go with the, uh, you know, the story on the uh, on the uh, the game scenarios and figure out which is best. And then when your twenty minutes come along, you've already picked the players you like. And for me, I'll place a maximum bid on those players. We're talking about the cash market. We're not talking about the free market. Right. We're talking about the cash market. And then what I'll do is I'll 
I'll go ahead and set a, a price on each of those players that I'm willing to pay and I'll buy them and then I'll sit back. So then now, this isn't an app for people that are passive and that don't want to do research. Cecil's asking if he doesn't want to do any research, how is he going to win on this thing? Well, the, the only way you're going to win on this is just like you, everything else, you have to have an advantage over people and it's kind of new. So they're, I have noticed that the sharks have come in, the sharp people, and now it's become more difficult. I mean, I was in a bidding war the, the last, what was a Monday night, the Tampa Bay game. They're my home team. Man, I got skinned. I couldn't get anything in the last 20 minutes. It was crazy. <laughs> right? I, I, yeah, I did the same thing. I had bids on a bunch of people on Monday night, and I came away with like two guys. <laughs> I, that's what I did. I came away with two guys and two of the guys that were like, see, they really needed to hit for me to make some money. Sure. Uh, I made five bucks, but that was about it. I'm used to making a hundred, 150 here or there, you know, or losing 30 or whatever. But like I said, the more there's more sharps out there that are getting involved with this anywhere. There's money to be made. You're going to find sharks. They're going to yeah. be, Okay, for the people that are just getting into Jock Market that are new to Jock Market, let's just go quickly through the basics of the app. It is a stock market where they, they don't price players. Players are bought and sold or whatever based on their projections. Uh, you get $25 if you're the top scoring fantasy guy and you get a dollar if you're the worst. And they that's the basic concept. We're not trying to also pretend like we know what we're doing. I've played this for about seven days, so I don't really want to make it seem like I'm an expert at this thing. Yet. I'm no expert either. I'm no but, expert. Okay, so how it works, you deposit money, like you said, and then there's an event. You, you go to an event like a golf tournament or the Monday Night Football event, and there's an IPO period, which was an initial player offering where people go in and they start bidding and they think, hey, this guy's probably going to be the 10th best fantasy player that projection is $12 or $15 or whatever it is and they think okay I'm gonna try to get him for 11 and maybe I can make a dollar a share if he achieves what I think he can achieve so there's an IPO period Wednesday nights for golf and right before the games on Thursday Monday night or Sunday morning for the FF. once that's over though the market you can still bid and play and have fun it's not like you're done and you're out of it if you didn't get that frantic sweat Sunday morning, you can still get involved because players, they'll be offered by people who bought them in the IPO period for sale. Some people are trying to get their money back. Some people are trying to immediately make a profit, but there's different ways. It's kind of like DraftKings where they earn stats. Those stats put them in a ranking and then the ranking is paid out and it's all seen ahead of time, Stu. You can click on that little thing up top. You can find out how much is a guy going to get if he makes the cut and you can see oh my gosh, he's going to earn $2.50 if he's dead last, but makes the cut. So right. he's going to make the cut and he's going for $1.50. You can make a dollar on the guy right then and there. So exactly. there's ways to just get in very cheaply, but also maybe make some money. So, well, also you gotta, you know, if it's a football one, if it's an IPO for football, you want to make sure that you're still staying connected to it through the first, second, third quarter because if there's a guy that you you can unload in the say the second quarter who's had a decent first quarter, but you're not sure whether you know you can tell by the game script whether that guy's gonna do well or not. Most most people who know sports, you know football, they they, they know. Well, gee, um, Green Bay's up twenty four to seven. The running back 
for the opposing team, he's not going to be likely involved as much running the game because they got to catch up. So it's going to be more of a passing situation. So there's there's times to unload and make a little profit or hang on to and nobody's perfect. You're never going to figure it all out, but that's the most important thing is to try to stay in in game with it. And that's what I love about it is exciting. You, you don't sell- have to. You could just wait for the prices to be paid out at the end. Exactly. So like, yes, you can get in on this frantic 20 minutes. You can get involved in the pre-IPO where you're bidding and you're having fun and you're doing that. That's an action you can get in on. You can get in on it during the game if you feel like, oh, wow, that guy's getting targeted but hasn't paid off. Or in golf, this dude just played the hard nine and maybe he's about to play the easy nine and the guy selling him doesn't know that he could have four birdies on this back nine. So maybe I'm going to get on him right then and there. So there's ways to try to have fun with it. You can enhance your watching of the game just by getting, you know, do you need to buy 20 shares at $10, have $200? No, you could buy $1 or one share for five bucks and see if it pays off. I thought, you know, Leonard Fournette on the other night dropped a couple passes. So I'm like, oh, they could be going away from Fournette. So I bought some drones share at like 588 a share. Someone was trying to get rid of him. He ended up paying back $3. So I lost $2 or something on it. But at the same time, I thought, so I went and that was wrong, but it was fun. And it was a way to get my little sweat on a Monday night game. Well, it's like the golf tournament last time I, I was talking with Joe and I had purchased uh, through Twitter and I had purchased like 20 shares of um, I forget which golfer. He was one of the favorites and I purchased 20 shares and Joe goes, Oh, that's where those shares went. I said, yeah, We'll see how that works out. Well, after day one, this guy was struggling and I, I kind of knew, well, I guess I'm probably not gonna, he's not going to make the cut and I'm paid top dollar for so I went ahead and sold. I put up all his shares. I sold like half of them after day one. Just and thank be- God, because I would have been a, I would have been a total loser. Right. I ended up having four guys miss the cut. But that it brings me to another point about you can see the activity. You can see, Scott, if there's somebody being bought and how much they're – like the other night I had the tight end, Gerald Everett. I think I got him out of the, the IPO. And I was watching, and I'm like – He's projected at five bucks. I got him at about five bucks. I don't remember, but saw somebody buy him at $6.19 or something like that. And I was like, oh, damn, he's going for $6.19. I can get out of some shares out of him right now. Maybe I'll put him out there. So you can watch along and actually see in real time who is paying what for who. So you can go out there and try to get rid of, or maybe you just offer a crazy number and you can get and grab a guy. And then there's Doc Redman. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, oh, there is a thought though I have now I've been playing it for about a week. I've made some money and doing the low dollar sleeper picks where he's not projected to do the best. He's not the Webb Simpson, the betting favorite. He's somebody that I feel like he's like 150 to one to win the tournament on golf, but he could easily make the cut. He could easily top 20 and you're getting him for like two or three, four bucks versus going after the web, going after the chalk named doc Redman that gets up to nine, $10 and they could do just as well. And then if they suck, they miss the cut and they're going to pay out $2 on doc. Redman. You're losing eight. If you paid 10 versus 
if you go with the flyer for three or four, you only, and he sucks and he's the worst because that's possible, then he could go down to $1 or whatever. So you only lose two or three bucks on the flyer. But that flyer, they could be Brian Gay that week. They could come out of nowhere and they could top 10. And all of a sudden, that two, $3 is now 14, 15, 16. And I like that. And then you can get more shares of these people because it's fun to have 10 shares of somebody at a dollar versus one share at 10 bucks, in my opinion. Oh, exactly. I, like I said, with the Doc Redman situation, I, I went ahead and uh, I got a little over my skis. I, I paid early for him. I got 25 shares. Mm. Real. Well, Joe is giving a, Joe's giving you the old Doc and he says, what up? Well, when the beginning began, it was like, I, instead of just letting it go, you know what I mean? I had set a price I was willing to pay for him, but I went above my price. Yeah, so you can't do that. You can't fall in love in this app. Yeah. I almost think that you have to be dictated on who you like based on who others are not buying. Because trust me, I played that Reynolds guy this week on Monday night. I played him in uh, my league lineup and I was in on him. I thought, oh yeah, this is the sleeper of the night. He's getting all these targets. Well, everybody else thought the same thing. So at some point it was like, damn, he's got to perform just as good as Robert Woods and these other names to pay pay off. I'm out. So you kind of have to switch your thought process and go to somebody else. If everybody else is doing this, it's the same as like DraftKings where there's ownership. Although no. Reynolds could have been the best player. He could have get, get, you know, earned everybody. He was eight or six, seven bucks. He only earned three or four, six or seven bucks. I mean, there's not a lot of room on the bone there. So sometimes you just got to give up and then move no. on to what is in play stuff where the guy has, you know, like you're saying, where the injury to a starter and then you go after the backup or the dude's team is now behind. So the pass catching running back is going to get a play. You go with the guy that's just going onto the field versus buy a guy that just came off the field. So the other night I bought Ronald Jones as he was, his team was punting. Like that was stupid. So then I learned that lesson very quickly. Like there's no desire for this guy in the market if he's not even on the field earning stats in front of people's faces so there's there's thoughts of like oh this guy's a you know team is sitting on the bench right now go after those guys and then when they get on the field you can flip them so there's possibilities of making just like pennies here and there just buy sell and share yeah yeah i like i said i i really started out with a very small investment and played the free ip you know the free ones yeah uh $250 to, to play. Now I started playing those just to try to get a feel for it. And of course I, I owe a lot of credit to Rick uh, from, you know, he's been doing a lot from Rick run good. Yep. He's been doing a lot of videos on jock market and kind of strategies. And he's kind of the one that turned me on to it, you know, through his videos. And, and uh, so I haven't really, I've, I've got maybe a $10 investment in, and I've already taken considerable amount of money out, like I said. So, I mean, it's fun. It's something different. Um, if you trade stocks ever in life, as far as real stock market, it's kind of like that. So it's really awesome. I enjoy it immensely. Oh, and uh, Joe is saying you can look at betting odds and you could look at top 10 betting numbers and then you can compare them to the price of the player. And if they've got good odds uh, for a top 10, but they're cheapest in that little section, you grab that guy. You go after a little bit of that guy. It's a lot of speculation. I mean, you just got to – that's the reason I feel more comfortable with golf 
is because I know a little bit more. I think I know a little bit more. Um, there's there's so much more volatility in golf. So right. I mean, just because JT is the favorite doesn't mean JT is going to win. You could have, like you said, you could have a guy like Brian Gay come out and win out of nowhere. Totally. You know, you got to have the knowledge of uh, the course conditions. All that, all that figures into when you're doing the same thing with Jock Market. Now, I have some strategies just that I've picked up, and I don't know if you're using these strategies, but on Friday, when I know my guy is out of it and he's going to be worth a dollar, okay, because he's the last, he's out, he's, he's missed the cut, he's worth a dollar, I bought him at two or three, someone out there is offering a dollar fifty because there's still that glimmer of hope that he can make the cut and make a run, but if you don't sell off or you don't get out your shares or your money is tied up in these people through the weekend. So if you're trying to buy more people or you're trying to make money off your money through Saturday and Sunday's rounds, but you've got these guys, we might have to talk to the jock market about this and maybe they just can cash you out knowing that this guy is worth a dollar so that you can get your money back in. So what I've been doing is trying to sell off on Friday, knowing, Oh man, I need this money or I want this money for NFL on Sunday, or I need this money to buy and try to get more money with it. Saturday and Sunday. So trying to get rid of that, maybe if you got to take a loss just to get out, then do it sometimes. Well, and you know, with people who aren't another good uh, thing to remember is people who are not familiar with uh, basic stock market trading. um, You're at, you're wondering how is jock market making money? Well, every trade you make or every purchase you make, they get a percentage of that. So that's where they're making their money. It's 1% pre-IPO and then it's 2% post-IPO. So you do want to get in on the IPOs because you're going to like have to pay a little less in fees. Now, this is, we're talking pennies in reality, but it adds up for sure. If you got a hundred thousand users, it adds up. Um, Oh, I thought of this idea and I've been doing this. So I don't want to be actively on the app. I'm making dinner or whatever on Thursday night. And I'm like, how am I supposed to follow along? So what I did Stewie is I put in multiple buy orders for the guy I like. So I put it like, say I'm going to want him at eight fifty. I put in at six, put in at six fifty, put in at seven, put at seven twenty five. So that as that share, and then I have the notifications on it. So as those shares creep up, I'm like, Oh damn, he's, it's only 520 and he's already at $7 because I know that those shares are like, it says to you, you did not win these bids. So you better go back in. So that gave me a little bit more idea of like, I can follow how popular a guy is. So like, you can see Josh Reynolds is already like, past, I have no shares left. I'm like, Oh my God. So he's already popular to the past to the point of no return for me. And it's not even close to this lock in 20 minute time or whatever. The only reason we say the 20 minute time is because it gets a little more frantic at that time. That doesn't mean you, you can't just go, Hey, I like a guy. And if I like him, I'm going to get him at seven bucks. And if I get him less than seven bucks, then whatever, so be it. So there's, you can do that too. It's not like you put in $7 and you're going to pay $7. This is eBay style bidding where they'll, wherever the next best bid is, is their winner at the time that it closes. So you can put $7 in and he gets to set, you know, 525, then you're paying 525. They're not going to make you pay seven just because you said you would you're willing to pay seven. So that's something to do if you're not wanting to be by the phone or, I mean, I've heard the argument that, oh yeah, DraftKings is so much easier because I just crush six names in and I go on my way. This is like, yeah, obviously requires a little more effort. 
really, I mean, you know as I well as I do that you shouldn't be doing that. Just deposit more money, Jed. No kidding. I have deposited more money because it does. The more money you have, the more money you can make. This is the way it is, like in anything in life. But the risk is maybe worth the reward with some of these players because on the pre-IPOs, these guys are less than they're like project. They're not even, you could almost always make money. Like some of these guys were, all he has to do is breathe uh, and walk the earth and he's going to make you money. Like, so some of this stuff's almost like, that's maybe because it's so new. So maybe get in on it now. Like I said, because once the sharps get deeply involved in that, they're always there to make money. You're, you're going to have a harder, mm-hmm. a lot harder time. That's what I have a problem with, um, with uh, DFS football. I mean, I play it all every week, but every week I donate money. And it, it all depends on, you know who to play, but everybody else is playing that. Yeah. If you don't have a, 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 a ownership projection you can do, I mean, even with that, they're not it's always so accurate. Exactly. So, you know, Stewie, I want to ask you, do you diversify your portfolio in the purchases you make or are you targeting one or two individual stocks or players? Well, it depends on, like I said, I I think of a game script and that goes as well with golf as it does with football. Um, With the football, I found it easier because I can develop a game script in my head. Well, one of three things could happen. I mean, there's probably a fourth and a fifth thing that could happen, but they're less likely. You know what I'm saying? The guy, the beef, Coach Beef, he says that he bought Daryl Henderson at $5.50 pre-IPO and immediately offered him at $8.50 and he sold it five minutes into the live open market. So he made about $15 in about five minutes. So... Uh, maybe you do need to deposit more. And if you want to use the code, we have PL10 for the preferred lines, or you can use Rick Run Goods or whatever. Hey, make sure you use the code so you get yourself free $10. Do that because you want more money. Now, I've tended to sit like Stewie, I sat there and I bid on everybody one time. And it was a waste of it was a waste of time because everybody got bid past the number and I was scrambling and I'm like, who do I even want now? So I've decided like, you're going to take a one or two of the sleepers. You're going to hone in on them. And you're going to take one of the two of the other people that you find as value. And you're going to hone in on them. And you're going to go after like three or four dudes during the like final for 20 minutes. If you're trying to fight, if you're not trying to fight, then you just kind of like throw your shares in on a couple or your prices in on a couple guys. And if you end up with them, then you get them. But if not, then whatever. Uh, I think that's the strategy too, in a way, like go after three or four and target them. That's what I did. That's what I do. I target, like I said, I, I, I sit down and I look at who's available and who I think is going to do well. And I target them. I don't target like half the board. I target maybe four, maybe five guys top. Maybe. Now, Joe is telling me that he's found it to be true. The same thing where if you just buy the people and you immediately offer them for like a little above what their IPO is, they'll get snatched up. So in a way, being aggressive and getting players and then immediately unleashing them might be a way to just nickel yourself into dimes. Pretty much. That's what I did in the beginning. Okay. So just do that. Maybe in myself in. You know, and, and, and don't be afraid to take the money, like take the money. Don't think that this exactly. guy's going to, and There's also I've noticed on uh, the slates that involve the night game. So on Monday or on Sunday, you can do a slate or a 
contest that has some of the afternoon and some of the morning, or you can do the ones that have all the way through Sunday night. People will think that their guy's going to be projected still at number one, even though there's a like four or five games left to be played. That's a little risky to me when you can go, Hey, there's these talented people about to play. They're going to easily go up the rankings and your fourth place projection is going to go to sixth or seventh. So you better just maybe cash in, you know, on the moment that he's fourth instead of waiting and seeing what happens. It's timing, but it's a lot easier um, than a lot of people think it is. I mean, Stewie, you You and I are doing it. Yeah. Well, if I can do it, anyway. (laughs) Yeah, same. Come on. But it is like eBay. Like if you're in the in the business of trying to bid people up, like you could bid up a guy, you know, like you could bid someone up so that they have to you have to pay more to get Tom Brady or whatever a specific example, and then you could decide to get rid of it or you know not actually go through with it. But if you're going after a guy, is there any point in putting in bid after bid after bid at like two hours before it locks? Why don't you just wait, right? Exactly. So you just wait. Sometimes I wait, sometimes I don't. Like I said, I'll some nights I'll sit there and I'll say, okay, I'm willing to pay this for this player. And I'll I'll get – sometimes I'll go – if I really like the player, I'll go 10 to 15 shares and at what I'm willing to pay. Okay. And then if, if I get overbid, I get overbid. Sometimes I've walked away without a player right. because I was willing to pay more than what I thought they were worth. Right. No, there, there is a point. Truly, there is a point where it's not, it's not a good buy, and like you have more risk than reward. It's the ones that are a dollar, like this Van Jefferson or Anderson or whoever that was. Yeah, I, he I scored I, the I, touchdown, and he was a dollar. Well, what happened though? Everybody had the same thought I had. I was going after this Van Anderson at a dollar five, dollar ten, dollar fifteen, because all he had to do was catch one ball, and he makes you money. But then he catches, catches a touchdown. The problem was he went to two dollars. Now you're thinking, you're like, two dollars is that too much for you or whatever? No, it's not. I was just like, damn, this guy's already at two bucks. Like I've never even heard of him, but he made eight dollars or seven dollars, so he gave major profit, and you could get a bunch of shares at the two dollars. So I like those one two dollar guys, especially in golf where we know anybody can make the cuts, do we? So you get the guy for a dollar or two. And then he makes the cut and he's automatically getting you three, three fifty. So you have to consult with the little button up there on the app that says how much a guy is going to get paid if he gets X amount of rankings or whatever. So then you already know you could be in the money before it even starts. Great. Exactly. So, and there are nights when you just want to hang on to everybody. You want to hang on to players. You don't want to sell them because that's what happened on that Thursday night. I hung on to my Cleveland and, and players and, and they played really well, which nobody wanted to pay anything for the Cleveland guys. Come on, who wants to play for Cleveland guys? Yeah, who but I, that, I figured, yeah. you know what? I'm just sitting here, and I ended up in first place. And there you go. I call them like 385 or something on a like 75 dollar worth of stuff. So I mean, I made, I, I made out. I was like, holy crap! I got 600 and over 680 in my account now. I'm, I'm time to take some out. <laughs> time to get a new pair of shoes but yeah so or you could uh you know continue being a supporter of the pod and donating five bucks a month to me oh there you go i gotta pay for my uh i gotta pay <laughs> for Patreon. my sub there for my uh patreon to chat over there 
So more shares equals more leverage. So then, yeah, it takes money to make money. That's kind of the thing. So maybe Same thing. deposit it more than you think you will, but don't risk it. Don't don't use it all if you don't think it's a good idea to use it all. If you're if you're not willing to put in a little bit of time, mm-hmm. then you're going to end up losing your shirt. If you're or if you're careful. new to it, just start with those free contests, like you said, and get the hang. Exactly. That's how I started. And Rick contest. gave me and Joe, when we had him on the pod for the Masters, he gave us the advice of keeping the notifications on, especially pre-IPO. Yep. And like I said, you could add in, I'm going to buy a bunch of guy or a bunch of a guy just to track him. There is no point of tying your shares up or tying your money up, though, like really early on. Because the value could change and some guy over here looks really good and you've got your you've already put all your money in over here and you're thinking oh man i'm gonna wait till it gets up here so there's don't tie your money up i don't know if that makes any sense because you sometimes maybe want to shift it somewhere else so really truly the 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 advice i'd say on these pre-ipos is to wait that's the summary of the whole thing is to just kind of wait wait it out see and who presents the value to you exactly like I said, I have to each their own, Stewie. You can do whatever you want. You can have, you can go after Tom Brady. You go to the number one guy. You can go after Webb Simpson. And hey, Webb only went for like 12 or 13, 14 bucks. Like that's still potentially $10, $11 on the table that you could earn per share. And that's probably the most you could earn overall, typically. So there's, you know, ways to make sure you've got the money back coming back to you. Yeah. Like I said, I have the notifications turned on on my phone when it makes a loud noise, you know, like an old car horn. And every time, you know, I get out bid or, Hey, get jump in. You only got two more shares. That kind of thing. It goes up. And I'm like, okay. Then I know it's, you know, um, and okay. You could buy one share. There's nothing wrong with that. Try it. Buy a share of somebody, see what happens. You could just go for a guy you think is a flyer and nobody else wants. This is how it works. People score touchdowns. People make the cut. This is how it works. Also use the code. We have a code. It's PL 10. If you're going to sign up and you're new, it's now on the Google play store. It's been on iTunes, but so go after that PL 10 and get 10 bucks for free. And you can DM me or Stewie or any of us, really, if you have any questions about it. We're all trying to learn it together. We're all trying to get better at it. I'm excited to do it. I like that's why I wanted to do this pod, why I wanted to write the blog is because it was fun. It true, they're not paying me to do this. Like I'm truly doing this because I want people to get involved and do it and sign up through my code so I can get 10 bucks. But at the same time, I think it's fun and I want people to know about something that's fun. Do you find it fun? Right. I find it awesome. I find it exciting. I find it. Um, it, it really tests your brain to make the right decisions at the right time. Yeah. It's great for cognitive abilities. Um, well, you, dude, you can make a lineup those. in DraftKings and then it sits there. It's over. You make it Thursday. It doesn't happen. Nothing happens till Sunday, but you could buy shares. You could sell shares. You could pick up shares. Uh, you know, you're going to make bad decisions, but then those bad decisions are going to be off, offset by the good decisions you make. And you're going to buy good stocks and bad stocks it's just you just gotta learn you gotta learn from your mistakes though right when it's pretty obvious like i shouldn't have done that Ah." you know you learn from it you'll learn but that's what the free free uh if you use the code like you said you get some free cash along with your first deposit then you can uh feel around and try to make some makes make make yourself more comfortable with the process 
Okay, what the one last takeaway that you've set, like your one main rule of thumb, if you're going to sign up tomorrow, what's your biggest rule of thumb? What, what do you think you need to do? I think you need to start out on the free contest. Boom. Okay. I think you need to buy low dollar sleepers. Exactly. That's my rule. So try those things out. Thank you for watching. Thanks for participating in the Preferred Lines Q&A podcast that I put together. Stewie. Well, thanks for having me, man. You're welcome. See you later. Happy Happy Thanksgiving to you and your family. You too, buddy. I appreciate that. I'm gonna. Uh, my wife's already making some food inside. We're getting excited. Um, I'm gonna see my mom and dad, and that's about all I'm doing. We're gonna have a low key. Uh, yeah, I think everybody that, is. Uh, you can't really do much. I think everybody is this year. Yeah. Everybody is this year. And then they canceled the Thursday night game, so that's a terrible thing. Yeah, that was a bummer to find out that you know half the team's got COVID. I mean, I feel really Jack Market horrible. did adjust, so Jack Market has taken the players away from the game right. from the slate tomorrow. Those Ravens and those Steelers are off the slate, and then guess what they did? They added them to Sunday, so you're in. Nice. You got them on Sunday instead. Nice. No, I was. It, it doesn't matter to me about the football. I was more upset with the fact that you know professional athletes are getting sick and. It's just a bummer. It's this whole thing has been one big, huge bummer. Stewie, where do we find you if we want to follow you and all your retweets? Well, I'm at uh, Scott St. Nineteen Sixty Three. That's okay. uh, on Twitter, and I'm the same on Instagram. Okay, cool. Follow you over there. Follow us at Preferred Lines Rami Dina Realty, and this has been another fun edition of the pod. Peace. Goal. Goal, baby. See ya.